This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Shereen the Adventure Queen here. You're listening to the County 10 podcast, and I have a special friend joining me. Now, this gentleman has been on multiple podcasts with me before. Most every one of them, I think, Actually, all of them have been about fishing, right? Yeah, pretty right? much. Pretty yeah. much. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I need a new introduction for, for this guy. World record holder, Patrick Edwards <laughs> in the house. Is that crazy or what? It's super crazy. I never thought I would have a world record, let alone an all tackle. He could world barely uh, fit through the door. His oh, head was so on. big. Come <laughs> it's growing as we speak, but <laughs> no, that's pretty darn cool. If you don't know, Patrick Edwards and his co host, David Merrill, host a podcast called the Radcast Outdoors Podcast. Also, big accolades for that as they have just joined the ranks of Carbon TV. That's right. As one of very few shows in Wyoming. I haven't mm-hmm. dug through all of the shows and of course I'm sure there's a lot that I'm missing but Wyoming Fremont County based too I don't know anybody right here in Fremont County that is on Carbon TV with their podcast but Radcast Outdoors podcast you can find on Carbon TV so congratulations thank you five years in the making for your podcast and uh, you're breaking records left and right on Carbon TV just can't wait to see where it goes (laughs) it's been a wild year this year I, I was talking to somebody about it the other day I Finished the ultimate angler program through the Game and Fish, so catching 10 master angler species, got two state records, and now an all-tackle world record. It's been wild. Your resume is crazy, man. It's crazy now. But when you talk about hosting an outdoors podcast, you Mm -hmm. need to have some accolades, right? You need to have credibility, a resume. And as a matter of fact, when Carbon TV called Patrick up for (laughs) his interview and to talk about making sure that they were uh, set and ready to go for their uh, launch on Carbon TV, Patrick was catching walleye. Yeah, I was like, hey, hold on a second. I got to net this fish. And the gals, are you seriously fishing right now? I was like, yeah, we got a walleye on. Hold on a second. (laughs) You can hear the water splashing in the background and hear Patrick is catching multiple walleye while he's on the phone with Carbon TV. Couldn't get much better than that. (laughs) No, it doesn't get much better than that. And they were like, you know what? This is really cool. You're actually the real deal. You're fishing all the time as much as you can. I'm like, yeah, I like to fish, like to take my kids fishing. And breaking records is just something that I never thought I would ever do, Shireen. Like, it's very surreal. Being dedicated to the craft. That really is truly where that comes in. And not only that, but just really caring about trying to catch every species of fish. Like, for me, that's a big deal. Patrick does not discriminate against any fish. He loves all fish everywhere, anywhere, anytime. It's funny because people are like, we see you with walleye a lot and brown trout. Yeah, those are two that I primarily fish for because that's we have a what lot we have our, available. Our backyard, yeah. But tiger muskies are one of my favorite fish all mm-hmm. time. Just a heck of a fighter, super violent fish. Just love them. The suckers are cool too. And so are carp and so are mountain white fish. And a lot of these fish that people are like, oh, those are garbage fish. It's, I want to know that I can catch all the fish because at the end of the day, to me, like to be a great angler, you have to be able to catch all the stuff. Catch all the fish, use 
different types of fishing to get it done. And so I just love fishing and it doesn't matter what it is. Talk to me about the world record. Now, the story's been on the news. People may have read it. Backstory mm-hmm. is you were going to take your daughter fishing, right? Yeah. So my father-in-law was in town. My daughter wanted to go and do, she likes to take photos mainly, but she wanted a photo <laughs> assistant. And so she loves to play with media and do that. And she's, we should really go. And it was a cold, nasty morning, typical April. That was like, I don't know. It just snowed. But we went anyway, and we ended up catching several white suckers that were huge. Like two of them would have broken my old state record. And of course, the one I caught broke the all tackle world record. And that's just a, a good reminder for every angler go fishing. Like even on the days as, man, I don't you know. You never know. Weather, you never know. And sometimes the worst weather produces the best fish. That is the truth right there. That's why you'll see me out fishing a lot more in the winter than I do mm-hmm. in the summer sometimes. But let's backtrack to the fact that you mentioned you caught this fish in April. It takes mm-hmm. that long for them to actually accredit you with oh this gosh. award. It's like a whole deal. If you're going to apply for a world record, be ready. Be, be ready, ready. <laughs> because it's a long application. You have to have notarized signatures. You have to have witness statements. You have to have a certified weight. You have to go to your fisheries biologist to get a certifi- certification on the species itself. It is a big deal. And then you send it off to the IGFA with a check saying, hey, you sh- need to process this for me. You also have to send in a line sample so that they can test it and make sure you are fishing within the regulations of how your line has to be set up. So you have to save your line? Yes. Yep. So you have to send in 25 feet of your line or 30 feet. I can't remember what it was. It was a How block. did it save a bunch of your line? Because I looked it up okay. to see if it was a record. And then oh. I looked at the process okay. and there was a whole bunch of stuff I have to do. Okay. And so I had to go through this long process, got it done. And then it goes before their testing person. So you have a line tester and then it goes through a committee process. Really? Yeah. Like so everybody they have has a committee. To... They have to mm. agree on it. They vote on it. This whole deal. And then once they're done with that... Hopefully you get your certificate. <laughs> so it's a long process. That is such a long process. And Patrick, again, the dedication is there. Now, if I were to go out, are there fly fishing world records? I'm yes. sure there are. Mm-hmm. What about the being careful on the fish? What if you're not keeping the fish and things of that nature? Did you keep this sucker? I kept the sucker. It's still in my freezer, vacuum sealed, because I figured if they ever had a question, I wanted okay, to keep it. You can get like, a DNA you know, sample out for well, you. <laughs> no, it's like those guys that were cheating and sticking weights in their fish. I was like, if they decide that they oh, want to yeah. x-ray the fish and make sure it doesn't have any weights, I'm going to keep it just in case, because I do everything legit. I don't want anybody to be like, looking at this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But for fly fishing specifically, they do have length world records. So you can go for a length world record mm. and do catch and release through IGFA I don't remember if the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, those are the two agencies that typically do these. I don't know if they do that or not, but I know for sure IGFA does, but you have to have an IGFA. So it's like, it's a way to measure your fish and it has to be through them so you can certify that it's actually that length. Did you have one of these before? Nope. When you caught the fish, you had to get an IGFA bump board or they send you one? No, since I was keeping the fish, it didn't matter. It was an all tackle. It goes all by the, just the weight of the fish. doesn't okay. go by the length, oh, but you can do for, the length stuff. For the length, okay. So got it, got it, got it. as an example, my fishing mentor 
holds a whole bunch of these world records for fly fishing here in Wyoming. He went and he caught, I think he has all the golden trout, Danny Curtilla. He passed away like a year ago, but he caught all the golden trout and all the mountain whitefish world records on fly fishing. You can go out there and do that. But you have to keep the fish if you're going to do it through the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame the way he did it. And I remember when he was doing it, this was back in the 90s, and I would go over to his house and he'd have this giant golden trout in his freezer. And I'm just like, holy smokes, that thing is huge. He's like, yeah, it's a new world record for the six-pound tippet or the two-pound tippet or whatever. But you can do that. The best thing you can do is go out and get the record books themselves or look it up on their website and just have it. And that way, if you're out there... You may catch world record and may want to deal with it that way. Do you way. just keep it on your phone? So I'm a nerd. With state records and all those, I typically have it like printed out and I keep it in my fishing pack. Oh, nice. And that way I can look and just see. Just every time you're catching a fish, checking to see if you're well, breaking a record of some sort. I know if I'm close or not. It's You've done like, it long enough. You do. You've been researching this stuff. You're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. You do know. It was like a few years ago before the largemouth bass record here in Wyoming got super huge out of that Sheridan Pond. I was within a few ounces one time at Boyson and I knew I was close because this bass was like 20 and a half inch girth and like 20 inches long. And I was like, this might be a state record, but it wasn't, which is a bummer. But the nice thing is if you have it with you, you can tell. So maybe on your list of goals, because Patrick, obviously you've broken state records, now a world record. Do you have any like goals, lofty goals? Mm -hmm. You want to do some fly fishing records too, or? I might do the fly fishing thing as I It's not my preferred, but yeah, yeah, I could go back and start doing those. But the thing that's really on my list right now is there's a couple of species in Wyoming I haven't caught yet. And that's which ones? The stone catfish, which is a really small native catfish, and then also the shovel nose sturgeon. I just haven't spent time doing it. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. And when you have four kids and a job and a podcast. Oh, man. (laughs) I know. I don't know how you have time to actually fish. So I need to take some time and go hit the Bighorn River and some of the other places that have these shovel nose in them and see if I can catch one. We'll be keeping an eye on what the next record you're set to break, whether it be a state record or a world record. Wyoming only has two world records? Two all-tackle world records. We have lots of line class world records. Again, Danny Curtilla holds a bunch of them. But yeah, as far as all-tackle, there's only two. That's the Golden Trout and the white sucker. Through the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, there is a bigger recorded fish than mine. It was seven pounds, four ounces. Mine was six pounds, eight ounces. So I do want to break that one. I do want to break that one because I think I can. Okay. Um, So I'm going to shoot for that next spring, possibly. There's also the world record Utah sucker is out of Utah, and I would love to steal that from Utah because they have them in the Snake River. I would love for you to do that, too. So there's several that I have my eye on, but there's also... So here's another cool thing that the audience needs to think about is there's some really cool opportunities for kids through the IGFA. Oh, yes. They have a junior division and a small fry division, and they have male and female records. So if you have a daughter or son, you can go after those records. Like Tiger Muskie is vacant. those. There are tiger muskies in Wyoming. So all you'd have to do is get your kid to catch a tiger muskie and you could hold that record. And that would be really cool for a kid to hold a record for. So we just did a story on a Braden Baker who lives in Lander, who just Mm -hmm. became one of the youngest fishermen to become an ultimate angler. And like Patrick mentioned, lots of opportunity for the kids. Love seeing stories like that. And I know your kids are on their way. Yeah. So my daughter Faith was the youngest to ever get the trophy angler status, which is the five species. So that's halfway up to that ultimate angler. It is such a cool program because it brings awareness to 
the different fish species that we have in Wyoming creates a little bit of excitement around that. I think it's super cool. They have 24 species. I'm like, man, you guys, we have enough species. You could make it 30, and then there could be three different ultimate angler plaques a person could earn. They'd have to add, like, carp and sucker and some of those others, but it's like, why not do that? So I'm going to try to talk game and fish into doing that, and if you get a chance and you get to bend the ear of any of your biologists, let them know that's a good idea because you should create excitement and get people to try catching just about everything that swims. I think that's fun. I don't like as a fly fisher, I don't always take or measure or weigh mm-hmm. or any of those things. It's just boom. And yep. It's a reminder that sometimes there's ways like the length, the opportunity and things yep. like that. So just because you may not keep fish, it doesn't mean you're out of being in any of the angler categories with Wyoming Game and Fish or yep. even world record stuff too as well. Yeah, you can do length world records. It's all about your preference and what you want to do. Like you said, some people want to chase records. Some people don't care and that's fine. It's up to you on what you want to do. I think it is cool, too, and it's cool for the biologists to know those fish are in there. I think that's another part of conservation. And you mentioned in your recent podcast about this being a sign that conservation is working. When you continue to have state and world records broken, it's because the fish populations or the fish themselves are healthy or we're producing good-sized fish, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a testament to Wyoming and how well we've done is like you can go across the state and you can catch really high quality fish out of all of our bodies of water. And that's because of the game and fish. Now, I know there's some trouble with Flaming Gorge right now. Flaming Gorge is having some issues. There's too many mouths to feed in that body of water. And the kokanee can't survive and they're such a cool fish. And so yeah, they're really they've trying got to- burbot now, yeah. which are eating mm-hmm. all kinds of things. They've got their own struggles, but pretty much everywhere else in the state, you can go and catch really high quality fish of just about any species that you want. And don't get me wrong, you can still go to Flaming Gorge and catch lots of big fish. It's just not what it was when I was fishing it in the 90s and early 2000s. It used to be an incredible fishery, and now it's it's on the verge of collapse. Mm -hmm. But really, they do a good job. They keep track of these populations. They have creel limits set for a reason. They want you to take certain size fish home. And I always think that's a good thing, too, because it's all about stewarding the resource that you have. Definitely. Your one daughter who went fishing and Mm -hmm. took the picture, she's getting a lot of love and stuff on the news. (laughs) I see her name coming up there, too. So I'm sure they want to join dad and get some of that. My oldest daughter wants that tiger muskie record for the junior division and she could do it she's a heck of an angler they're a tough fish to catch you they know, are but really hard to catch i've depending. caught several it's yep. tough but it's doable and even right now with it getting cold we could probably go catch one but it's a challenge for sure it really is patrick we look forward to chatting with you again and check out patrick and david radcast outdoors podcast or if you uh, are on carbon tv checking some stuff out you'll see their stuff pop up i've mm-hmm. seen it multiple times now as i've been on the website there uh, so they're getting some love there and check it out and some of their past episodes some of the new episodes up there as well and patrick again congratulations wyoming world record holder yes and we're gonna bring more to the state get out there and fish guys help me out this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24-7 customer support his venue never misses a beat Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.